Gentlemen and ladies, it's that time of the month. Yes, you felt it in your nether regions, didn't you? It's that, the flow coming and it just, you, you get a little bundled up and everything. You all bound up in here and you need some type of relief. Well, here we are. We are. Your tampons of goodness, of facts, and of pop culture. Um, everything you love about that kind of stuff. We are in deep wonderland now. It's once a month we get to spend our time with you, our fellow nerd herders. My name is Craig Lagans, coming to you from a galaxy far, far away, uh, a long time ago, yet somehow in the future. And I'm joined with me, joining me here um, in this cosmic wasteland of nothingness is um, my close friends and my fellow nerd herders, um, my favorite married couple, um, show, showing once again that blondes do have more fun. Uh, the dragon of the dojo, Damien Vargas, and his right. better half. The one and only Foxy Foxy. Hello. And Dan Calachico. So, Damien. Yes, uh, sir. It's all yours. What are we talking about and why are we talking about it? I should probably note first, <clears throat> next month, this is not going to be blonde. <laughs> okay. You'll still have more fun than all of us combined. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> can I? Wait, wait, wait. Can I start this off? <laughs> so, so, I just, I just want to make this is legit. I just want to make Foxy and Damien laugh. Oh boy, he's already <laughs> laughing. So about reason. about the guy you're managing, it just dawned on me. It's fucking sucky. Yeah. You. Wow. You just got that. Yeah. Yeah, it's sucky. I was reading something two days ago. I'm like, holy shit, it's stockade. Yeah. And he went through this of me. Amazing transfer. I don't know why I didn't make the. I felt like a f complete fucking idiot reading. Look at it, it was one of his last, but you tell him this because I think it's hilarious that I didn't make the connection to his la his name now to Stockade and the fact that he's like one half of what he used to be. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I got to tell. I don't want to tell her, but that's hilarious to me. I just wanted to let you know. I just no, I was fine. laughing. Yeah, to myself going. He's been breaking his butt in the gym. That's the other thing. And he looks good and he's moving better than I ever seen him. And I used to watch more often when he was just stockade. That's why I was laughing my ass off up here to my myself the other night going through and I'm like, oh, stockade throw. <laughs> just want to start that off a little wrestling nerd I, I was i was laughing myself okay. i was laughing at myself that's hilarious well okay. since you're all i'm playing catch up and i'm used to playing mustard so the last time uh <laughs> we saw, um i saw uh veronica vargas she was a set to make her return her long-awaited return to the squared circle and before she even made a return, we were speculating, Dan and I were speculating, well, will you do it again? So apparently a lot has happened since the last time we saw each other because you are in effect doing it again, doing it again, Fox. You're stepping it's back in. Yes, okay. Uh, myself and 
Arcade are working IWA Vintage Pro down in South Jersey uh, uh-huh. consistently. And I just uh, made my managerial debut at Excite Wrestling, which uh, if nobody can ever go to those shows, they are available to watch on stream live. On yeah, Twitch. which I got to watch them live from home and everything was that awesome. That wasn't nerve wracking at all. <laughs> oh my God, he's actually watching. He's not behind the curtain watching. He's at home but watching. There was actually another cool little detail to you from debuting at Excite. Which was? You're the only female. Oh yeah, I'm like the only chick there. Oh yeah, and the I believe the first, right? Yeah, she's the first like official roster female roster member of Excite Wrestling. Oh my God, you're like Jackie Robinson and Neil Armstrong all rolled into one. I am. <laughs> I would argue. I would argue much more attractive than both. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, but, but she, she's yes. yeah she's the first she's the first woman part of the roster. Mm-hmm. That, that's awesome. So what's coming up next? Who's uh uh. uh June Sunday, June fifth is Excite Wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Again, either at the place in like Binghamton, New York, or Twitch. Binghamton. Binghamton. Okay. I, it's Binghamton. Mm-hmm. Uh, then June eighteenth at Westville, New Jersey, for IWA Vintage Pro. And then there's July dates that I don't know off the top of my head yet. But you got two in June. <laughs> yes, I got two in June thus far. So you're like John Wick. Is it safe to say that you're back? Yeah. I guess I'm back. So nonchalant. Yeah. Yeah. Like so nonchalant. You're off for 12 years and now you're back to a fucking full schedule. Oh no, God no. Okay, well it's not a listen, I I wanna jump with uh, Craig what what he was saying. It's not a full schedule, but it was much more than even I expected when you said, Yeah, I'll do it again when you posted the dates. I was like Oh, it's not two days. It's day, 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 day. <laughs> I was like, all right, awesome. This is my redemption run. Okay. To end it the way I wanted to end it since I never, since, you know, that part got ripped away from me. This is my redemption run. Okay. Like Genesis last year, the last domino question mark? Yeah. This is my redemption run, you know. That way I can or- end it the way I wanted to and I can act and dress the way I've always fucking wanted to and be the most knowledgeable and apparently oldest person in the locker room in some cases. That felt good. Yeah. Okay. You say that, happen. but there's some people that look much older than you. Oh, no, I know, but at the, la- at the last show, Katie was like, you know, you're like the oldest one here. I'm like, thanks. thanks. Hey, Kate. <laughs> hey, Kate. Hey. Why don't you shut the fuck up? That's me. That's that's me saying it from her. Not and me saying that, it's Lisa. like, you know, from a guy's me. standpoint, you don't want to hear it. From a woman's standpoint, you really don't really want to hear, hear it. It's like, I don't care that I'm 40. I don't look 40. It is what it is. But then you, you tell me that. I'm like, thanks. The fuck? Okay. Yeah, thanks. So this well, is- I quit. Always the best, you know, if you bring up references or something like that, they have like no clue what you're talking about. Never mind. <laughs> Got, okay. Can I share one with you real quick? Sure. And I think I shared this on the music podcast, but I, I love telling the story when uh, when I used to work at a certain toy store that doesn't exist anymore. Um, one of the kids was asking, no, I didn't know that, Danny. I just said that um, one of the kids was asking much younger than me. Hey, what music do you listen to? As if to say, what, what kind of music does an old man listen to? And I was naming this and this. And I was like, and Phil Collins. And she goes. I have never heard of that name. I was like, so my go-to is in the air tonight. So I said, you know, in the air tonight, right? And she goes, 
I don't know that one. And I was like, Tarzan? She goes, oh, yeah, Disney, yeah, I love that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh, I'm so, old. And I'm going to not talk to you anymore. I'm going to go over there. <laughs> so you're calling this your redemption tour that you want to go out the way you want. Or is this like the Stones' first farewell? For, is this like the Stones' first farewell tour in 1968? <laughs> no. What was when the redemption run? When I feel fulfilled enough with what I've done, and with what I've done with Cade, then I will be done. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. If we're having the same conversation a year from now, we know something's gone horribly wrong. Hey, if I was uh, able to lay, stay away from 12 years without batting an eye, I'm pretty sure I could do it again. Okay. Never <laughs> say never again. Anybody know that movie? Come on, guys. Nope. Nope. James Brown. Uh, no, I'm sorry, James Brown. James Bond, the uh, Sean Connery. Um, oh, yeah. Never say. Yeah, we don't want that. The one that's not in the box set because they're like, this is James Bond without any of the music and rights. Let's not put that in the box yeah. set. No, it's from American Tale. Come on, guys. As in Fievel? As in Fievel. As in Fievel. I haven't seen that since I was a kid, so I don't even remember I remember that. that for some reason. I remember the song I never said never. I remember somewhere out there, and that's it. I've never watched any of the Fievel stuff. Eh. So the first one. I was it. I watched the first one. The I uh, was like huge when I was a kid. People like fell in love with Fievel. That's my first. That's my first movie memory in a theater. Is mom taking me to say that? Really? See that? Yeah. She's already looking at me because she knows what mine is. What's your? <laughs> Go ahead, old man. What's your? Mind you, I was an adolescent. I was young, but my my was, father wasn't it, wasn't it Scarface? Scarface. <laughs> I so what was the year Scarface came out? Was that eighty one? Nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. No, we saw eighty four. I was I was early in eighty four. Yeah, I thought, I thought Scarface was eighty one, but I would never question. I thought Craig Scarface Lagans. was eighty one. I would never question Craig Lagan. Yeah, I thought it's it, it. true too. Okay, I saw <laughs> it in the theater in eighty four. Yeah, no, you're, you're he's right. Uh, of course, he's right. He's Craig Lagan. So eighty four. Yeah, year I graduated high school. Uh, oh, I great! Eight, I was one. So I was eight years old. I was one. <laughs> I was eight years old. Shut up. <laughs> but I was. You were eight. eight. He graduated high school. Don't tell me to shut up. He's the old one. I'll tell you both to shut up. I saw yeah, Jaws in the theater and I was eight. So <laughs> top that. Top that, asshole. Top that. But never, like I said, my dad really didn't hide anything from me. So, yeah, like I remember seeing Starface in the theater. The only way I, one I can top that with, and, and this is, and, and Craig will be, will know this. This is Steve Morrison from Preston Steve uh, fame. Uh, he famously tells the story. That his father took him. I forget the age he was, Craig. Maybe you'll remember. But he took him. His father took him and his older brother to see Deep Throat in the theater. Yeah. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, actually, wait, I take that back. I actually take that back. My earliest movie was uh, Superman 2. That was 1980. Yeah. That's why it was right. Uh, I don't have, I don't remember this, but my favorite me as a kid in the theater story, is, and mom loved, my mom loves telling this story, is she took me to see Fantasia when it got re-released, and I was five or six, and it was at the small Westmont Theater, I just doxed myself, 
uh, in New Jersey. It, it, it's not, and now it's a Planet Fitness. Thank God they kept the they. Hey, they kept the facade, so it still looks looks like an old theater with updated. That's pretty cool. So it's an old like I think it was built in the 30s or 40s, so it looks really cool. It's the most unique Planet Fitness you'll ever be to, been to. But she loves telling the story because it's Fantasia, and you know. It's not a traditional t- Disney movie in the sense where there's a beginning, middle, end. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Mythology, it's, see, it's we all know that. And of course, I was there staring, watching, and all the kids who didn't give a crap because it wasn't their traditional Disney movie were just yapping in the theater. And my mom said, I stood up, and this is five or six years old, and said, Will everyone please be ca- quiet? I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> um, speaking of my mother, I have to use the phone real quick, so you guys take over, and I'll be right back. It's your right. show, Damien. Go ahead. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us jibber-jabber along and everything. But that's what we do. That's what we do here. It's, it's always like us about- catching up. Yeah, it's all exactly. Right? But, so, but generally what we do here is, you know, if we don't have a main topic of the evening or like that, basically we take uh, all the news of the month, uh, take some of the news tidbits, wrap them up into a roundtable discussion, to enjoy all of us discussing it. And of course, you discussing it as well. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. For those of you that are returning, welcome, Nerd Herders. All right, that being said, jumping right into Article 1 here, which is kind of a follow-up on last month's take. And now we had mentioned um, DC was taking that, that road to try to follow the Marvel, you know, the Marvel model in terms of their continuity. Mo- their continuity, their movies, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were talking about that, it, uh, before that point, we were also talking about the releases for the next year or two coming out. Well, as expected via the other report that we made of trying to make these changes and everything like that, there are, have been some changes in terms of what will potentially be coming out. The first casualty to that is DC has reportedly killed off the Wonder Twins movie. And as you see, Craig's happy about that. Uh, according to uh, that hashtag show, the crew is informed earlier this week that the live action adaption of the Wonder Twins has been scrapped before production even began. A reason for the decision was not provided, though the merger between Warner Brothers and Discovery has changed plans for several existing projects. Now, in a follow-up article that I did read, uh, another potential reason that led to this movie being canceled was the projected $75 million budget. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean it had nothing to do with the fact that there's really no way that you can make them cool like they did with Aquaman? Actually, I f- mean, you know, form up a bucket of water. Actually, the funny thing is, uh, I, how badass. I think it was Dave MW said, like, his only disappointment was that with it not happening now, there's going to be no Gleep merchandise. Oh. Oh, damn. True. Yeah, he's like, there's going to be no Gleep merchandise. So that's the only part. That would have been, like been like a hot sell, actually. Yeah, yeah I think everybody would have jumped for some Gleep merchandise just because it's, it's, it's a space monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for AJ Kappa because this has been his first big movie role since uh, uh, his breakout from Riverdale. You know, he's Archie on Riverdale, so this is supposed to be his uh, his breakout role. Yeah, so, yeah, there was no Wonder Twins movie happening. Uh, and a side-related note that I don't have listed, uh, for those of you that have not seen it yet, shortly before we came out off on the air, you know, from an hour or so before, 
they released the first images of the Blue Beetle costume for the live action movie. Wow. Like, right off the pages. Incredible. It looked absolutely amazing. Like, they just went for the Blue Beetle look. Like, with no extra... You know, like what they, they did with uh, Shazam. Like, Shazam was Shazam. And The Rock doing Black Adam, that's Black Adam. Like, they really have... It looks like the Blue Beetle, and it looks incredible. It absolutely looks absolutely incredible. So after the show, if you have some time, or if you have your phone side scrolling, check out the uh, costume pictures of the Blue Beetle. All right. That being said, rolling on uh, number two here, uh, which I wish Dan was a part of and everything like that. This would actually be a really good one. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, you know, known for his acting roles and everything like that. But, you know, for those of you that do not know, actually did work for WWF slash WWE for quite some time as a backstage writer. Because he's an avid fan. He's an avid, legitimate fan of wrestling. He's a thong. Right? Well, apparently, he's tossing his act into the promotional ring, and he's uh, basically starting his own wrestling promotion. Uh, he's already highlighted a couple of bullet points in terms of his wrestling promotion. Uh, oh, here's Dan. Did you hear any of that, Dan? Uh, no, my mom had to tell me she's dating someone. That was the big thing I had to call her. I'm sorry, Dan. We wanted to tell you in person. Yeah, just, fuck off, Craig. <laughs> Craig's going to be your stepdaddy. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Craig. <laughs> and this guy. <laughs> Uh, so as we were saying, Dan, as, uh, as announced, uh, Freddie Pizzi Jr. has announced that he's making a wrestling promotion. Oh, yeah, uh, and then here are the bullet points from his plan that he's already released. Plans to start within uh, start in 18 months. He plans to launch his promotion. Uh, wants a two-hour show. Has the money for a three-year plan. The hell of a startup mm -hmm. right there. Storylines based in reality. So that should be relatively interesting. Uh, men and women given equal time uh, wants to own the space that it's filmed in uh, wants to be a SAG show uh, that's an interesting one there too that's a hell of a thing to strive for I'm, I'm on yeah. board and because and remember there was a whole big deal about that we talked about like months back that was like a big issue and everything like that and no T uh, but then at the moment there's no TV contract as of yet yeah, but thoughts on Freddie Prince Jr. starting his own promotion? I'd totally apply if I could meet Sarah Michelle Geller as part of the contract. Can I meet Buffy? Please. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a selling point for wrestling fans. Um, he's not the first um, celebrity, big celebrity fan of wrestling that uh, tried to start up. Um, a wrestling company or thought that they could do it um see david arquette um or billy corrigan but um and i'm not knocking him at all for wanting to do that it's just that the people that have the money to do it don't have the wrestling know-how and the people that have the wrestling know-how don't have the money um if he as long if he can't find a tv um outlet then he's not going to have a company um, that's yeah. pretty much it. Um, and I don't know how much weight Freddie, the, the name Freddie Prince carries as far as greasing the wheels to get uh, a show. And with the ratings that are in 
that professional wrestling are in now. I don't know why any network would want to add um, wrestling to their show right now um, because it's not a ratings grab. It's not anything that people would want to see. And if you're Freddie Prinze, you're probably not going to get any any big names anyway, Any anyone big that casual wrestling fans or just general people would know mm. aren't wrestling anymore. Yeah, it'd be great. So, but I mean, I, I know you mentioned like celebrities have tried to do this before, but as you said, he has worked for yeah. the biggest company. Do you, do you think that's a big difference between him and other celebrities that have tried this? Yeah, because uh, that would be a, that is a big difference because he would at least know uh, that to get a good for a good wrestling company to get off the ground, he needs to hire a booker, a or an experienced guy behind the scenes. Um, so he knows all the back, all the backstage machinations. He was a backstage writer, and I still hate saying that word when it comes to professional wrestling. Yeah, of course, a writer. Um, but uh, he knows that you're only one guy that makes the decisions on who gets booked, who wins, who loses, who gets pushed, um, who are going to be your top stars. Uh, the other thing that, while it's admirable, he says he wants to have equal. Um, Time between men and women, um, I, it's a great idea, but you sh- it should be more top-heavy men, and that's not um, to knock any outstanding women wrestlers that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. But depending on who he gets, you know, it, it turns out your top stars. Say your top stars are women. Say he finds another Gail King and Awesome Kong. Well, then they got to be your stars and. Then you're um if the women are better than the men, then, then you're you more yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the again, I like the idea of having an equal forum, but if one is better than the other, yeah, like TNA was for the longest time, you know, you you push the women. Um, more power to Freddie, more power to anyone that wants to start a wrestling company, but that's a, akin to you know, saying I've got a Bitcoin franchise. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Dan? What are your thoughts? What's that? What? What? What's that? Just that's all I got. No, um, I don't know. I I will just I just want to put an asterisk by Billy Corgan. I mean, it is still running. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, NWA. To, yeah, but he tried to start his own before, even when he was. Oh, that's right. It, I mean, it was running, and then he left, and it fell apart. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what company that was, but yeah, you're right. Um, I, I just feel that, and and the two vets can correct me. Uh, that's what you're here for. Um, I feel that the golden eight, like that's. That's not going to usher in the uh, the next golden age. I'll say it like that. Uh, it ain't going to be Freddie Prince Jr. And I have no problem with it. I don't care that he was a writer before. Um, it's just that the ratings are kind of meh with AEW, WWE, and MLW, and Ring of Honor, whatever that comes back. Um, TNA, uh, Impact Wrestling. Wow. Everybody, let's not forget about wow. wow. 
I'm not going to do that one. Um, and actually, I would like you to because I don't know what that means. Um, legitimately. And, and New Japan with their uh, TV deal. Nobody's really making waves. No, nobody's making waves. The WWE is making waves because they're publicly traded. They're worth billions at any time. And they can float for a long time if there's ever a major collapse. Uh, Even even with Stephanie walking, there's there's so much life support within that company that it's not really a problem. AEW needs to pick a direction and stay there. Uh, Ring of Honor is now AEW Light, and MLW puts on a fine little wrestling show, but nobody finds it. Some people find it, but not enough find it, and I think that's the more entertaining show sometimes. And then there's, there's EC3s, which is funny because Cornette called them out on it, and again, no, but like when they had oh, announced it, huh? Who? What? Uh, EC3s and and Adam oh, Sin, Sierra. yeah, and the- Sin. Whatever they're they're, they're control your narrative, CYN, yeah. Control your narrative. But um basically, you know, like when they were like, Oh, and we have TV, and Cornette says, a lot of promotions say they have TV, but where is your TV market? ECPW had TV. Yeah, it was public access. Public access in this area. So that's he goes, that's not having TV. He goes, TV is when you have like a broad public, you know, broadcasting thing. You know, he's like, when he was working for ROH, like, he's like, even to say they had TV was kind of ridiculous because their broadcast was only certain areas. It was public access. Say, oh, like, yeah, at oh, like, you know, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, Smoky Mountain. Yeah, we had Smoky Mountain on television, but it was only where we were at. So we really didn't have TV. Goes, I, TV. I think I think his when he ran OVW, him and Danny Davis started OVW was his largest tv audience and even and even then he says and, like, that that's essentially it still was, not i was gonna TV. say it was still local it wasn't like tv it wasn't like the superstation it wasn't tvs or wgn he was saying a lot of emotions that they say that's how they try to draw talent in and say hey we have tv and he's like but that's also shooting yourself in the foot don't say you have tv saying you have tv means you should ha- you have all you're all over you know but I've seen I've seen clips and pictures from the Sin shows. Nobody's there, so whether TV doesn't matter if you have nobody there. Ask WCW. Yeah. Now, now, now to touch on to something that you you had mentioned is is like you know the the golden era. Uh, I the second I, golden era. Yeah, I started I started my indie career at that at the beginning of it. I rode that whole wave, and I mean, yeah, it was an incredible incredible wave. But the one element that everybody always leaves out is, okay, number one, we've mentioned how if it's hot on TV, it's the trickle effect and does well for the business all around, which is kind of holding true right now for indies. Indies are doing very well right now because though it's not great, it's kind of doing decent on TV right now. You know, so it also does well with independent wrestling television. Yeah. And and indies are kind of flourishing now again, again, a little bit. And that's also thanks in part to YouTube and Twitch and everything like that. There's a, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Excite has a way to get that product a little more out there, which helps greatly. But the the one element that's not happening that happened back then that nobody's ever talked about is- The lack of social media. Other than that is- 
other than that is the fact that people were coming to watch wrestling and watching wrestling that were not wrestling fans. Yes. It was such a huge fad and such a huge thing going on. Again, the people that weren't even wrestling fans were watching wrestling or going to independent wrestling shows because it was so hot and it was so, it was the cool thing to do. Kind of like comic cons and everything. Now there's people go to cons. They're not interested in comic books or anything like that. It's just, Ooh, you know, it's the cool place to be. That's the thing. Wrestling was so cool back then that it transcended the wrestling fan and people were just going as if it was a rock concert. We were, to put it no other, no better way, we were literally rock stars in the golden era. We were rock stars, you know, and, and it was crazy because, you know, people, again, would show up at bars just to hang out with the wrestlers and they had no interest in wrestling at all. They just wanted to be around it because it was a cool thing to be around. And that is what's missing also <laughs> from this as well. Wrestling is not. Cool. bigger than the business cool right now nope. Nope. and that's that's a big difference that nobody has touched on i lived it and trust me it made a huge difference it really did people wanted to come see a show drink and everything like that and it was like it was like going out to a live action bar for a lot of these people that's what it was mm -hmm. that's what it was it was going out to a live action bar and again, the wrestlers and the managers and everybody was a, was a rock star. That's all it was. And people wanted to be around it. And you, I had a lot of, I'm not a wrestling fan, but I enjoy the hell out of this. Do you miss it, Fox? I miss those days so much. <laughs> Actually, that reminds, reminds me, I was talking about when I was uh, chatting with Kate earlier in the week. There was some stu stupidity. There was some stupid social justice warrior bullshit that was going on with one of our promo pictures. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you look like you're controlling oh, her God. in that picture. And women have been controlled and da-da-da-da-da-da. So I legit said to him, I was like, you know, I miss the old days of wrestling when it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll and alcohol because everybody was too drunk to give a shit. <laughs> and I even told him, I was like, I'm too old for that nonsense. My God. Yeah, talking about how they, I just don't want you to be canceled. Yeah, so I don't want you to be canceled. I'm just looking out for you with that photo triggers me. And I'm like, I do not know your triggers, honey. <laughs> Nor do I care. And, and no offense, I don't care. But if you feel some type of way over an innocent photo, go to therapy. Because that is not for me to fix. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> for I see Dan dying over there. Yeah, but nevertheless, again, wrestling translated the popular. Like, for instance, nowadays, people say, oh, we've got 500 people in the audience. And that's spectacular. Now, back in the day when I was doing the indies during the golden era, how many of you got? 500. That's it? That was a shit house for an yeah. indie. 500 was a shit house for an indie back in the days it really was like if you broke a thousand or more then you're like okay we got a show but if you had under a thousand it was like you got a dead house you got a dead show you know that's that's the way it was back then and and that's that's again that's the point that's missing in terms of being like the golden era and then 
nobody really mentions it because the people that talk about the golden era are a lot of people that were fans or whatever like that. But from the wrestler aspect, that is the part that's missing. I had this conversation. I had this conversation with the Briscoes while at ROH and everything like that. And not to be, um, not to put it out there, but they were like, I'll be PC about this, but they were like, put it this way. The quality of groupies had drastically changed between the golden era and now. Because again, the groupies back then, again, were people that were not into wrestling. It was the cool place to be, and the wrestlers were rock stars. Well, now there's no women going to any wrestling shows anymore. You look at any of the, the live shots, the crowds, and AEW or WWE or even Impact, there's nothing but dudes there. And I can attest to that right now, that even, even on the Indies. Yes. I can yeah. attest to this. I was there. Oh, see? Uh, but yeah, I mean, but back in the day even back when you during the dying days of uh of wcw or uh in the late 80s early 90s when the convention center was still here when the nwa would come to town there would just be women lining up just to at the uh at the hyatt which was um right the most the, the most crudest example to put it in terms of what you're saying is Look at the DX promos live in the crowd and the stuff that he do and panning the audience. Yeah. yeah. Or even the ECW shows, panning the audience and the stuff that would happen. Yeah. I mean, and Flair would come out when he would do local promos. I'm coming to Philadelphia. We'll be at the Hyde Regency right after the match. And Hyde Regency was overflowing with women trying to get there or because they thought Ricky Morton was going to be there or that, uh, uh, Raven was going to be there or somebody uh, yeah. because the women were there just to see the wrestlers were there just to see if they could sleep with the wrestlers and coming to Philly was that was another part of of the tour when NWA would go on the road so they had certain women there that were just there to see the wrestlers that's gone there you don't see that there's not any more and even you know there's you're I'm criticizing the current crop right now because there's no women, there's no wrestlers out there, and I think they're not good looking wrestlers, but there's no wrestlers out there that appeal to women. Yeah, want to go with it, you know. Um, well, there was one, but they completely changed and obliterated his fucking gimmicks, and now he just looks like a piece of shit. Does that person have a name? Father? Elias, Elias, she, she oh. does not like the Elias. Sorry, well, <laughs> really? kudos to him the way he's working it though, he's working it fantastically. Oh, that's not Elias. That's his brother Ezekiel, or or young Randy Savage. Yes, not of this new person. Wow. Go get them to sleep while we continue discussing. You discuss. Talk amongst yourself. Uh, a, I'll but give you a topic. Before we continue, this is where I must say we are not. We are not. Uh, we are using the example of wrestling groupies as the fact that there are people that did not like wrestling still came to shows. Yes. Yeah. We are not, it's not what you think. We explained that before. I'm going to explain it again. So there we go. Before anybody takes offense. Well, you didn't say ring rat. I mean it, Careful seriously. I'm not, I'm not trying to be sarcastic or, or be offensive. I'm saying yeah. there right. are groupies who people who will go just to sleep with wrestlers. And then there are, uh, there's that word that I won't say a second time, which is used as an insult because people are stupid. Um, and I completely ADD'd off of my point anyway. Uh, so never mind. Craig, take it, Craig. Uh, 
the the quality of wrestling has gone down so far that and not only for that because it's not even appealing to young women anymore because like i said it's all dudes um and even the the, the men that they have there that you would want to get over as a as a to get more female fans in uh you're they're they're presented in such a way that why would any female want to have anything to do with these yeah. guys i never ever and this is coming from the biggest nerd Mark Smart, you've ever whatever word you want to apply to me that you've ever seen. I have never, never rolled my eyes harder and further back into my head where I could see the actual whites of my brain than when I started going to wrestling shows. When I went to wrestling shows, started seeing guys my age holding the replica belts over their shoulder. And I said, and that's the first time I said. Uh, <laughs> all my oh, favorite no. is when you see them in the, in the arenas and they're walking around and they like put it that and they're challenging like people and it's like stop it this is no stop it your your mom dropped you off knock it off <laughs> but nevertheless Freddie Burst Jr., we wish him luck. I'm anxious to see what kind of product he puts out. I'm anxious to see what kind of talent hey, he you gets. Know what? He actually at least has a bullet point plan, which is more than I can more say. More than most people, most people do. Most people do. I will also say this. His bullet point, point plan is a little more feasible than EC3 and Adam's bullet point plan, which was like a 58 bullet point plan. Whatever. Right? The f- right? I read that, it. Like, I, read, I didn't even care about the content. I just read it going, I'm not, uh, you know, that meme that says, I'm not reading all that. That's congratulations, or I'm real sorry. It was that. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. And then I saw people say, Yeah, but he's got TV. And I didn't even think of it as deep as Damien said. I just thought, No, he doesn't. <laughs> I got a TV. Yeah, I got TV too. I got a big one. But you also have to understand, you have to, well, I ask a question. Um, Obviously, I'm sure Freddie Prince had. Obviously, Freddie Prince did have a successful film career, and uh, he's he's not broke. But how much of his own capital is he putting into this, or does he have an investment partner? Never put your own money in the show. Producers, gotcha. <laughs> Never put your own money money. in the show. My blanket, my little blanket, my blanket. I'm wet. (laughs) Well, we've got what is it? Was 18 months before we find out what he's got, provided he gets it. Months. Well, he said he has a. I am not gonna. He plans to start in 18 months, but he still doesn't have a TV deal yet. So we don't know know when the clock starts ticking. But like. Impact is on, Impact has been on every network that wanted to try wrestling uh, since the mid two thousand since Hulk Hogan's Monday Night Wars version two happened. Uh, MLW's on whatever network. Uh, what other network wants wrestling at this point? I mean, with with enough ads, sponsorships for your show, and then getting your wrestlers individually sponsored which is something that happens on indie shows a lot these days yeah he could easily just take this straight to twitch if he wanted 
I was literally it's something like Critical Role could be in like the million dollar. Yeah, seriously, like, like Critical income. Role. Critical Role is the number one thing on Twitch, and like they're and, ridic- as far as income is concerned with ads, with sponsorships. I mean, I, I'm I was sure- a, I was about to mention Foxy, um, what the formerly known as NWHL, which is now the Premier Hockey Federation, um. Which was the women's league. Now it's the all, like it's the all inclusively everything but male because you have your own league. Um, they started when they were broadcasting their games the first couple of years. It was Twitch only, mm-hmm. and this it's not in the millions, but this very very large community was built very very quickly, and it added to in my opinion, and being the big hockey fan that I am, a whole new aspect to watching hockey. Because you had that Twitch element where you could subscribe, you could unlock emotes, and you could trash talk in a very, it's actually one of the best groups I've ever been a part of where there's no actual FU, FU. It was very much friendly trash talking while the, the real grudges and matches were fought on the ice. And we just watched. And this big, huge community grew and thrived to where most of them jumped. When they started airing them on ESPN this past year, it was three or four years of Twitch straight up. And this big community was built. And I know that wrestling will probably triple that. If he doesn't get a TV deal, there is no shame uh, joining the Twitch game. No, not at all. Not make at it all. sub on- Make it sub only. Make it sub only. MTV, I don't want MTV to have another wrestling company ever again <laughs> after Wrestling Society X. They've lost their, they've lost it. Yeah, thank you, Damon. They've lost their chance, uh, Danny. I, uh, no, off- uh, no offense to you. No, no attitude. It's uh, uh, nothing to do with you. Or, and, uh, fuck that. And fuck that network. No wrestling for you, MTV. No, no. Mm-hmm. Go to the CW. My God, I try. Uh, uh, there's two shows that got released on DVDs in the early 2000s. It was XPW and and Wrestling Society X, and I bought them, and I tried to rewatch. <laughs> what the fuck were we thinking? What the and and the and I but props to XP, props to Big Dick Dugley. Ooh, my voice cracked like I'm 12. Um, props to Big Dick Dugley because. He was put as the guy. Whatever knowledge that Rob Black or whatever Rob Zakari had, uh, at least he had the good sense to put a Dudley in charge, uh, 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 push a Dudley, because the rest of that garbage, worst announcers ever. I always, Craig and I have talked about it every now and then. Um, uh, Jose R- uh, Rivera and uh, Chris, what the fuck? Chris Cruz? It was an. And it wasn't Chris Chris Cruz. That was the WCW guy. Chris Kloss, I think. Mm-hmm. Where Joey Styles actually had a personality, talent, and the knowledge. mouth, the knowledge to do the job by himself or with somebody else throughout the entire ECW run. Chris's Kloss, that Chris Kloss's thing was when somebody went through table. You remember? He would just go. That was it. And Jose Rivera was the guy that had to carry that fool. <laughs> it's just bad. And Wrestling Society X is so unmemorable 
that the only thing I know is my boy Vampiro, who was one of my favorites, was there at one point. That's all I remember. I just remember rewatching it on DVD going, this is pretty bad. So <laughs> MTV loses, in my opinion, MTV has lost the right. Uh, you know what show I really like that did not get enough credit, but did something different enough that I really, really looked for. Like I tuned in like the old days. Like I can't wait to. Um, L L Ray aired. Uh, what the uh, Lucha Underground? Oh, Lucha 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 whatever. Underground. Whatever you want to say about how the show was produced, it was different enough to where it was exciting. And they and I really liked the way they had those storylines. They of, shot somebody. They yeah. shot somebody. <laughs> shot some. I really hello, Badash. Uh, I really really enjoyed that for the most part. And then nobody else tuned in. So what the hell do I know? It died, unfortunately. But As I really enjoyed network. that. As did the whole network. Well, nevertheless, again, El Ray died. El Ray's gone. Oh, El Ray's yeah. been gone for the longest time now. I hate TV. Yeah, I know. Well, Freddie Prince, again, I guess we're going to have to wait till he locks in where he does, and hopefully we'll find out in 18 months. Call me. Freddie Prince, I got somebody. Me. I'll, I'll retire at Freddie Prince's first show. Got a guy. Got a guy. I, I, got a, I know a guy that could do play-by-play play play in color for you, buddy. <laughs> Nevertheless, again, moving on, moving on, moving on. All right. So a lot of us... Uh, 90s x-men fans were kind of amped about the you know revival of of the x-men animated series with x-men 97 coming which basically now we have a little bit more news on it and something very interesting about it that this came up x-men 97 writers suggest that the disney plus animated series could be set in the mcu ah one of the most highly anticipated superhero projects on the horizon is Disney, Disney Plus's X-Men 97 animated series. And fans may not have even more, may now have even more reason to be excited. It's already been confirmed that the series will serve as a revival slash continuation of the classic show that aired on Fox Kid Networks between 1992 and 97. Uh, head writer Bo DeMeo was asked a question during an interview with, uh, with the direct. And while he declined to confirm or deny anything outright, his response her, her certainly hints at the possibility that X-Men 97 might join the MCU canon. Uh, the one thing I can say towards X-Men 97 and the MCU is I know sometimes we say no comment and it's like they're just being uh, obstinate. I'm going to go with no comment here because part of the surprise will be finding out when when you experience finding finding that out when you experience the show i can't speak to marketing but i can but i but i think there is a degree of you will be asking that question and supposedly somewhere within the uh dr strange multiverse thing might have been a little hint towards what he's talking about so but yeah apparently the you know resurgence of x-men 97 might actually be canon to the universe just don't create new characters, like, specifically like Morph for these things. I hate when they do animated shows and they add an all new character. Well, it was like Superhero Squad when he added in the other the kid. Lobster Kid. <laughs> or Herbie the Robot on Fantastic Four. No, oh, Herbie the Robot. Why? It's so unnecessary. 
Baby we're right. We're already tuning in for the characters. They do it on everything. They did it in the Muppet Babies cartoon revival. They added a penguin named Summer. Like why? They thought that Human Torch would too would give kids a bad name, or they didn't want kids setting themselves on fire or seeing a man. They needed something to balance it. Yeah. So why not a robot? Beavis and Butthead called. They want their gimmick back. But I'm pumped. All right, but fire. Again, we're all actually we're just waiting for the for those mutants to be part of the universe already, and we already started getting the inklings of it. I just want to say one thing. While everybody else is talking about these other expectations about this show, if that theme music is not is touched or changed in any way, I will throw the biggest internet tantrum you've ever seen. You think I've been upset before? I will tantrum myself out of a job. I'll be so upset. It's not. Well, Don't touch that, it. For those of that are X-Men 90s fans, if you have Spotify or you can YouTube as well, find the metal version of the theme. It's no. incredible. I don't care. Damien. No, it's good. It's really good. It's really good. They're, Greg. Not, they're not going to touch the theme because if you had watched Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Badness, if you haven't seen it by now, that's on you because it's about to leave theaters. But when, spoiler alert, we see when Professor X, uh, we see his hand, and then if the pull back for his full shot, that's the X Men animated series theme that's playing when he when we first see him. So the theme's not going anywhere. So since it's already part of Marvel canon, what didn't didn't they do like the yellow chair too? Yes, from the cartoon. Yeah, and shame uh, on all of you if you're hearing this for the first time for not having seen this movie. I want to. I'm, I I work ten. I'm tired. I'm Craig. I still saw it. <laughs> Craig. Well, again, again, just waiting for those mighty mutants to finally be full on part of the MCU. All right. Dee 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 dee. All right. X Men. That's the way I do. I always use the rest of it. X Men. Wait. Professor X was in that movie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, moving on to uh, some video gaming news. And rather controversial one oh, at that. In Jesus. terms of a topic that we have mentioned uh, quite a few times in passing before. Gotham Knights, the video game. PS4 and Xbox One versions have been canceled. The decision was to provide players with the best gameplay experience. That was cool. the reasoning. Good. Fine. I, 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 let me just let me just be the one that starts off this one for the first time tonight. Fine. Fine. You're going to mention I'm going to get a PS5 eventually. Uh, I don't In five it goes years back, when they didn't come out with the six and nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I guarantee you they couldn't run, get the game to run smoothly on a PS4 and an Xbox one. And they remember the disaster that the rushed release, and I will say rushed release, even though it got delayed three times or six times or nine times with Cyberpunk because they were told it wasn't ready and they still put it out because the studio was like, put it out and it wasn't ready. I guarantee they saw that and they said, fuck that. 
no. We're going next gen. We don't have the time or the money to work on the old generation. Let's make it right for next gen. And hopefully we'll make some money on it that way. And I got news for you. You sold me, motherfucker. I get the other side of it. I get it. But I guarantee it's a I guarantee it was probably even a minor performance issue, Damon. They were like, no, no, we're done. We're done. I still say they're going to I'm going to play devil's advocate. They're still going to take a hit. Because sure, normies can't get a next gen console. Sure, I understand. But so, so who are you selling it to? The people me. that have the next gen consoles are the ones that are trying to sell it for two, three, four times more. That is sitting collecting dust in their house with nobody playing it. I'm sure they will take a hit, but I I think they're I think it's risk versus reward. I really do. I, I really do think that, that game is going to be something they just cannot run uh, without PC and without a PC mm. or, you know, the modern stuff. I guarantee they were like, this is too big. <laughs> too goddamn again, big. It, it's, 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 and not just them, but it's hard to promote any next gen game when normal people can't get a hand on a next gen console. I'm still mad at them for not remastering and putting out Arkham Origins with uh, Asylum and City. Mm-hmm. So why don't you make that right before I buy Gotham Knights, you sons of bitches? <laughs> okay? I don't care. People are like, it's not as good as a game. The game is awesome. Calm the fuck down. All right. Again, not to evoke Steve Morrison again, but he has my favorite story with Gotham um, Arkham uh, Origins. What's the um, boss he always thought? Deathstroke. When he gets to Deathstroke and he's flying around, he said that he he it was like the twenty eighth time he was trying to beat the boss, and he walks up to his Xbox three sixty, hits the eject button, grabs a CD, breaks it into a million tiny pieces, goes to Amazon and orders a new one. <laughs> he was that mad, <laughs> literally. He just goes, and I believe it because of the guy kind of guy Steven. He's just like, God damn it, reorder. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on to our next tidbit which at first seemed controversial and this is going to be kind of interesting and everything like that when it's first talked about as we know there have been many there's been a couple of failed not many but just a couple of failed attempts at uh doing anything with the with the franchise that is dirty dancing and everything like that well the Dirty Dancing sequel has gotten a director and plot details have been revealed. And I'm actually interested in, can't wait to read this one because of our fellow uh, music podcasters here and everything. Um, well, the director has confirmed that the sequel won't ignore the legacy of the late Patrick Swayze, who became an icon in large part due to his role as Johnny in the original Dirty Dancing. Uh, Johnny is a part of Baby's journey in the story, uh, Levin confirms. The, the film exists in a dialogue with the original. We want to introduce the story to a whole new generation. <laughs> there we also have the that. DVDs go- don't exist. That said, Johnny's absence looms large over the story. So it's a coming of age story, but also a coming of age for Baby's character in a way. The director also addressed the other big elephant in the room for a Dirty Dancing direct sequel. What, her nose job? The soundtrack. Uh, 
Oh. Okay. I was well, thinking well, of nose she, job. Right, I was thinking of nose job. Well, she, she poked fun of... She, that's not the point. She it's poked 30. fun of that already. She was in a sick, very short-lived sitcom, sitcom. And the guy's like, yeah. she's like, what's different? She goes, nose job. She's like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. But, you know, dirty hands. All right. Well, nevertheless, um, uh, Elephant, which is sounding... Well, Levine confirms that there that we will get another round of Hungry Eyes in the sequel, moving from the 1960s to the 1990s setting requires a major sonic shift as well. While the original Dirty Dancing has always been one of my favorite films, I never imagined I would direct the sequel, Levine said. Through co-writing it, I fell in love with the characters, new and old, the world of 1990s Catskills New York, and the music, which will range from songs from the original movie to the 90s hip-hop. I can't wait to collaborate with Jennifer to bring this beautiful story of summer and romance and dancing to a generation of new fans. And to the longtime ones, I promise we will not ruin your childhood. We will tackle the assignment with sophistication, ambition, and above all, love. Oh. Go ahead, music people. I, I okay. Well, them them remaking it isn't gonna destroy my childhood. The original, well, movie, a, no, the original movie destroyed my childhood. It's not a remake. It's a, it's a direct you, sequel. You know what I mean? Yes. What they said. Mm. He's it, like the wind. Um. Is it really necessary? Uh, yeah. Can I can I be the guy that just oh, says? Oh, you to say some. Locked no, up. no, no, I, no! I, can I? We gotta stop with the fucking sequel and the reboot bashing. After Ghostbusters, I don't want to hear it. Let it come out first and then bash it. I, okay. <laughs> Who was doing any of that for you to rage like that? No, I was not talking about here. I've seen the oh. internet. Have you seen the internet? He nope. Just, he just needed a reason to put Ghostbusters. I don't pay attention. The, nope. the yeah, universe. he needed it. He needed it in for Ghostbusters. Okay. From a music, from the music and the soundtrack standpoint. Yes. Uh, uh there, there's no doubt. A lot of the music in that movie was just iconic. Uh -huh. You know, great doo-wop, great, you know, uh time of my life, all that stuff. Yeah. No, that was okay. Like, but the great, like old school R and B Motown sound. And it was picked so perfectly lyrically to said scene, et cetera. And you say it's going to be 90s. And immediately I think, okay, they're going to go with like 90s, more than likely hits to go with this. And my brain is going through 90s hits. And I'm like, okay, so how's like Britney Spears and like Hanson and like Enrique Iglesias? And when I said hip hop, it's going to be Velvet Deval Poison. <laughs> See, if they went with like 90s, R and B, I can see it. You know, get a little Aaliyah in there, in Vogue. Vogue, some like SWV. Yeah, you know, get some some like really good deep baby making music. I get it because a lot of the songs in that are like baby making music. Let's be realistic. Why, why do I get the feeling this is going to come off like another Step Up movie? That's the vibe I'm feeling when they say that kind of music. There's another orb. Uh, was there an was there already a, a dirty dancing sequel? Yes, Am I imagining dancing. that? Yes, Havana, Havana Nights, Nights, which everybody ignores. And then there was the television movie yes. that everyone was like. And Ugh. now there's a dirty dancing dance competition show. I think that's currently going on. Right. You know what? I don't care how many sequels you make and how many reboots, but can you stop with the television shit? Stop it. I like. I'm more so just trying to. Piece how they're gonna make the nineties. Like that kind of music would really. To be honest, Foxy, I 
was like 90s music was just animal gamma like everything yeah, I was thinking the same thing you were when you and said in the, the 90s. how's the dancing going to be in comparison to? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing you were. I was going, you're going to have to go R&B hip-hop because rock and rock was not for dancing. Grunge, yeah. It was rock, grunge, boy bands, pop princesses. There, there was the Latin explosion. There was fucking... You know, East versus West when it came to you the know, rap. rap and like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. again, the baby making R and B sound. There were so many different sounds in the nineties. It's like uh that the movie in Philadelphia just make it a boys to bend greatest hits and move on. <laughs> I, I fixed it. Have baby <laughs> dying, have baby die and it's so hard oh, to say I goodbye. I still can't do that song. It was yeah, so today. much. I can't do that. That song is already so played out. Yeah. How dare Overrun. you? How dare you? Motown Philly's back again. Greg? Yeah. Yeah, they never 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 left. You ever you've seen a boys to men show recently? Still sounds like they were their brand new baby. Yeah, even with even though they're down to three now yeah uh, instead of four yeah yeah it's still boys to men my friends uh they got their start uh, right here in philly they snuck backstage at a new edition uh no i'm sorry they stuck they snuck backstage at a bell bib devoe concert at the convention center the weekend before a wrestling bout it was bell bib devoe um abc um boys to men abc dvd no, there was no boys to men yet. I'm trying to tell you the story how they became boys to men. Fox, quiet. Well, that's usually puberty, but I mean, <laughs> I'm giving history. All right, backstage at a Belvedere DeVoe concert right here in Philadelphia at the convention center, they were headlining. Belvedere DeVoe was the headliner, and the boys and men condition ABC were there. Wanye, um, and Michael and Sean Stockman. And Nate Mars snuck backstage and they sang for Michael Bivens. They and the song they sang was a new edition song called From Boys to Men. Wow. They did it a cappella off the cuff. They just wanted to let Michael Bivens and BBD hear their voices. And Michael Bivens signed them on, signed them on the spot. So in that in that little bridge in Motown Philly, so do do about yeah. Those smart ones said, Wanya, say, here, see what this one moved you. And that's what they did. And that's how they became boys to men. You're welcome. Well, again, I guess we're going to see how to see. Everybody's got it in there. That's all here. All right, back to some video game news and everything like that. Boys to um, the video game. All right, uh, a WWE RPG is now in development. Now, the way this came about was WWE 2K22 was more or less the comeback title that wrestling fans were asking for, and with that success, WWE is doubling down on the gaming on gaming and informally announcing a new role playing game. As noted by Fightful, Chief Brand Officer of WWE, Stephanie McMahon, spoke about this. Uh, and left. RPG, <laughs> about his mysterious RPG during a financial earnings call. In it, she talked about how taking a year off uh, to rebound the two, from 2K20 
uh, greatly helped the series and made it a commercial and critical success. Uh, as she stated, it has the highest average scores of the franchise and according to the NPD, was the seventh best-selling title in March. McMahon then talked about how the team is expanding its scope in the gaming space. We continue to strengthen uh, in the performance of our mobile games with 2K and Scopely, Supercard and Champions, and recently signed a new deal in the role-playing game place that will be announced soon, she said. And again, it does fall back to something we mentioned, and she's mentioned multiple times. This is This shows why you don't, have to do an annual game to take time to put care into one that'll come out every two, three years and everything like that. Because apparently one of the big aspects that is obviously leading into this decision was the uh, my rise portion of it. And like you actually make decisions and everything like an RPG, like a Mass Effect or something. Like you make decisions and it, it, it depends oh, that... It, it, it does factor in how people look at you and the other wrestlers look at you and everything like that to the point where now they're developing an actual RPG and everything. And I think it's definitely something interesting for the future. We'll see. But again, it falls into what we've said forever. You don't have don't, to put one out every year. As long as it keeps them from putting out WWE 2K23, do it. Exactly. Do 2K24. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Exactly. All right. And some happy news here and everything like that. Uh, veteran actor, and I mean veteran actor, James Hung finally gets his star on the Walk of Fame oh, at the age of 93. Uh, now, for those of you not familiar with James Hung, you actually are familiar with James Hung. Uh, uh, he has 700 credits to his thing, including Blade Runner, uh, Disney Channel's original Mulan, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on of so many things this man has done. Uh, Wayne's World, <laughs> the, the second one. Yeah, all right. Um, basically, he was honored at a ceremony intended by several of his co-stars over the years also attends with most of the cast of his recent sci-fi comedy, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, in which he plays Gong Gong, the father of the main character, Evelyn. The event also featured a lion dance arranged by himself in addition to speeches. Uh, so long overdue, congratulations, James Hong. Like, seriously, like, and apparently of over... Um, the 20 of the 24,000 stars on the walk of fame. Mm -hmm. He is now the 19th Asian to get a star out of the 2,400 out of the 2,400 that are there. 2,400 stars. He is only the 19th Asian to get a star on the Hollywood walk of fame. Wow. Yeah. So again, long overdue. Congratulations to Mr. James Hong. Now, uh, in a, <laughs> In a fun news tidbit that I had mentioned earlier this week to Miss Foxy Foxy, and she was like, ooh, yes, because she loves the people that are in this and these type of films and everything like that. This is Spinal Tap is getting a sequel with director Rob Reiner and the original cast. It's explained that the sequel will be, will be in the style of Martin Scorsese's The Last Waltz, 
the legendary concert documentary that followed the farewell tour of the Canadian-American rock band, uh, rock group, The Band. The movie will also feature real-life musicians in the film, but no names have been revealed. I am all for this because I love them in The Mighty Wind. I love them in, in Best in Show. I love, like, the, the mockumentary. The mockumentary Southern Dude is always movies. so good. Like, they're such a good group. I mean, Best in Show is one of our, like, favorite films. Yeah. It's on. It's like, oh, this is staying on and everything. So this is Spinal Tap. Is getting... and, I mean, that one was so legendary and just so before its time. And people still quote it. And some people quote yeah. it not knowing where they're quoting it from. One yeah. of the most famous quotes is, yeah, turn, it, turn up it up to 11. 11. This one goes up to 11. This one goes to 11. What I, one of the only things I like about, I like about millennials is because they're so fixated on their own stuff. Uh, the number of millennials in my lifetime, I had to convince that Spinal Tap wasn't a real band because they only knew them as a band. Yeah. Saw them. I mean, they performed on Saturday Night Live. They performed on stage with Metallica and they've done all this other stuff. And they, but, and they would see Michael McKeon and something else. Say, wait a minute, he's he in Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, in the movie. He said, no, he's in the group, Spinal Tap. Yeah. Like, so yeah, they, you realize it's a fictional band, right? Yeah. And it came out in 84. You know, we're back to that year again, my favorite year. Uh, and it's going on uh, 40 years now. And it has, their popularity has not waned no. one bit. And you say Spinal Tap, and it invokes so many great memories of uh, three, not, not only just uh, dynamic entertainers, uh, master improv, improv oh, yeah. actors, because like all the movies you mentioned, it's 90% improv. Those guys just have a, a outline of a script and they fill in all the dialogue themselves with very similar, with very few uh, retakes. Um, and also, and uh, credit to Michael McKeon, uh, being great musicians, uh, he's probably the only one that is an, an actual musician, yeah. you know, plays uh, instruments, but uh, they've taken that one, Rob Reiner's second film ever, and um, they've, again, 40 years. And made a legacy. I mean, uh, and there's yeah. always been like spot appearances of the, you know, they came on the MTV music, movie, music awards and everything like that. Right away, people go bananas. So like, it's obviously made its mark in like pop culture for like ever. Go ahead, Dan. They've gone on tour as Spinal Tap. And the best part about that was, and Craig knows what I'm going to mention, is the opener of the show was the band from A Mighty Wind. Yeah. Which is the same guy. So they would the same open guy. up. It's the same ones. <laughs> they would open up as those guys get booed off the stage and stuff thrown at them. And then come on a spinal tap and the people go nuts and they'd have no friggin' idea. No freaking clothes, the same guys. No. When they put Metallica played at the O2 Arena, when they heard that Spinal Tap was gonna be on the bill, James Hetfield said, Can we open for them? Because <laughs> they wanted to see them. You want to watch the show? Yeah, they yeah. want to see it. Yeah, we want them to uh, we want we'll open for spinal tap any goddamn time. So yeah. It's a, I, I can't wait for that. You know, we were just, I was just poo-pooing the uh, Dirty Dancing uh, remake, reboot, what have you. I'm all for Spinal Tap, even though both movies came out the same year. 
uh, Spinal Tap, I only just for the cameos alone, I would want to see uh, uh, Spinal Tap. Again, there's not a lot of people, like we said with the Mel Brooks styling, there's not a lot of people that can do that style of movie and do it well. No. And everything like that. And that's like, like the mockumentary takes talent to do, you know, and, and a certain style to do it. And there's and, been mockumentaries before, but the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, they stand alone because mm -hmm. not only do they tell a story, and a lot of them are music-based, music based, but, I mean, Best in Show still has legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Probably the biggest thing I'm going to miss is that because we lost Fred Willard, um, he's not going to be uh, a part of it, but... Um, but best on Mighty Wind, best in show, or if another one for your consideration was a a, a great uh, yeah yeah Christopher Guest's movies are a, a, a mockumentary um, genre all unto their own just because of how much he he gets the 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 same actors and they do just tremendous work for him exactly and I I I I can't wait I can't wait it's gonna be so good now on the other spectrum of it. Something that wasn't met so well that people were waiting on. Uh, Tatiana Maslani is mean, green, mean and green in the She-Hulk attorney at law trailer. It was met with a lot of criticism. Did anybody else see this trailer other than her and myself? For yeah. the oh, I love. I saw it. I loved it. You loved it. Okay. Because yeah. it got a lot of mixed reactions. It got a yeah, lot of mixed reactions. Yeah, fucking morons. What kind of what what would be the the, the biggest gripe is just that the CGI on it it was really bad. Like the CGI on it did not look great. Tacky. Yeah, the CGI looked kind of tacky and a little wonky at times. That was for sure. Okay, well, it was just a trailer. So. Yeah, no, again, again, it's just a trailer. But again, we're just kind of spouting out what people what, were saying. What, like the, 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 the CGI did look a little wonky. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The story seemed a little bit all over the place, but maybe it's because I really never really followed the She-Hulk stuff. So I, I don't know what I'm missing there. Well, you, everything will be revealed in the, in the series. And Disney, um, their track record with Marvel shows has been impeccable. Yeah. Really been a stinker in the bunch. And now you add this. Um, She-Hulk with uh, a cast of characters we already know. Um, we know that the Hulk is in it. Yeah, we know that he's going to be in it playing, and uh, we, Tim Roth is going to be in it. Abomination. Abomination. Yep. You know, Charlie the Cox. most comic book accurate Abomination, apparently. Yeah, finally got the fins back. We know Charlie Cox is going to be in it as Matt Murdock, since he and uh, Jennifer Walters are fellow uh, attorneys at law. So there's going to be a lot of uh, surprises in there and um if they stay true to the comic book it may be a little deadpoolish in that she'll break the fourth wall and talk to the camera hmm. so there's that to look forward to and dan's ringing his one, one of the interesting comments uh i, I saw from uh, a post i was eric the smoke moran a friend of ours he was like look considering what we could have gotten in the 90s and he put the you know the 1990s Brigitte nielsen thing next to it he's yeah. like I, i'm willing to give this a try considering what we almost got in the 90s Again, that was 30 years ago, and I got you, Smoke. I, I, I know Smoke. Go ahead, Dan. No, it, it's... I, 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 I'm trying not to rage because it's been a very long day, and I don't have the energy. Then don't. Um, um, but I can't help it, Damien. Um, 
Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, to tag on what Craig said, what honestly, in the grand scheme of things, really, the entirety of the MCU, even with Iron Fist, what the fuck has really upset that many people that you would... How are we not going... It'll be fine at this point. Hey, Daredevil's coming back. Exactly. But even if it wasn't, uh, like I said, what what has was it what has Disney done wrong with the Marvel shows? And I know Disney is the big evil. I get it. I I I they own the world. If you could buy Ghostbusters, that'd be great. <laughs> um but what somebody I'm I'm asking. What has been that disappointing that anybody would look at this and go, oh, this is going to suck. Oh, she's too sexy. Oh, she's not sexy enough. Oh, fuck. She doesn't have the, have the muscles. That's the other thing. She's not oh, as muscular. Sakes. I haven't seen any of that. Oh, that's, that's the only question I've heard, Foxy, that they... Yeah, that. that's the only one I've seen, Foxy, yeah. Only one I've seen is the one that I even stand by, which is fucking yikes to your CGI. Yeah, that was it. I just... Maybe it'll look better when it's there, but for your trailer that you're but, trying to push out to people that yes. will never watch the show, goddamn yikes, man. Yeah, the CGI was a little like, woo. Goddamn. That's, that's the only thing I'm going to stand by hopefully, with that. Hopefully y'all will fix this. You know, it's kind of like the ugly Sonic that made his way into the Chip and Dale movie. Yes. Goddamn yeah, I, haven't, I haven't personally seen any other anything towards it to be yeah. perfectly honest i've seen excitement just woof let's hope that looks a little bit better yeah pretty much yeah right. dan's already shaking his head let it go let it go i love you all i love you all end of sentence there you go <laughs> and for the final news tidbit uh this is actually be kind of interesting all right uh and again i, I apologize it was a re- little wrestling heavy but this is actually worth mentioning because this is actually I'm actually kind of intrigued by how this is going to go, and I hope there's going to be a way to watch this. Actually, no, I will be. Uh, so, as you know, over the years, you know, as start, there's always these comedy roasts of celebrities and everything like that, you know. And back in the day, there used to be some really good, funny ones, the Dean Martin comedy roasts and everything like that, to the point where Comedy Central kept that alive and doing their things and everything like that. Uh, and over the years, uh, spotted once in a blue, there's, you know, there's a wrestling one now every now and again. Yeah. But upcoming is the probably the most interesting one in terms of the wrestling one there will ever be to date. And I'm actually intrigued by this. The roast of Ric Flair has been announced for StarCast 5 Wrestling Legend and start uh, for StarCast 5. Um, basically, that you know, after especially this news coming out after he's announced one last match, which Ricky Steamboat has declined to, to do, thank God, and everything like that. Uh, <laughs> it's, now, it's now been revealed that on Friday, July 29th, Flair will be in the hot seat for the roast of Ric Flair. Roasting Ric Flair will be a collection of some of his dearest friends and a host of talented comedians. And if you want to see it live, you can you can at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Though you can also watch it on Fight, F-I-T-E. I could only imagine 
some of the things that are going to be said at the Ric Flair roast. His dark side of the ring was enough. Let, let that Dan vent. Go ahead. I don't have a vent. This is the stupidest fucking idea I've ever seen in in the world of, in, 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 and in the world of wrestling since 2020. This is the stupidest fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. Not and 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 let me be the fat wrestling fan, Mark Smart, for a second. Stop wrestling, number one. <laughs> Stop it. Does anybody here disagree with me? Please tell me. Okay. That's what I was, I, I was actually kind of thankful Steamboat's not doing it because Foxy. Steamboat first. Steamboat said no. No, you don't disagree with me. Don't get in the ring. God damn it. No, Rick. Oh, fuck him. I don't care. No, thank you. Uh, Craig, I know you'll agree. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, yeah. thank you. All I wanted to hear, number one. Number two, this is the worst timing for a roast I have ever seen in my life. After all of that, and I'll put the word allegedly on there, even though it was witnessed by 4,000 people. Just on the Flight from Hell episode of Dark Side of the Ring, now we're going to roast him. I, does anybody else see a morale, a moral and a timing issue with this? It, I know Social Justice Warrior is 2020, but does anybody else see the timing in all of this for Rick? Who's running StarCast? That's why I kind of want to watch it because I think it's going to be a train wreck. It's going to be a train wreck. Is it Rob Feinstein? <laughs> Is it our? But it, it's, wow. obviously, it's obviously someone. And first of all, all of this was Rick's idea. And if it wasn't Rick's idea, all this was brought to him. Hey, why don't you have one last match? And he says, yeah. Or hey, then why don't we have a roast for the whole weekend? Because this is all SummerSlam weekend. This is not a good idea by Rick. And he's oh, had no. a bunch of bad ideas. No, at, not at all. But, you know, he if it wasn't his idea, he signed off on all of this. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So this all, is a one big ego stroke for him. All due respect for Ric Flair as a wrestler. Because as a person, kind of don't have much left for him. Sorry. I'm sorry, I never, I've never been in his position to be in, you know what I'm saying? Never did that, so I can't relate. All of that aside, as, uh, all the hate for the WWE aside, they closed the book on that really beautifully, in my opinion. Oh yeah, absolutely. The man has said he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. Well, you know what? I don't. Yeah, there's a lot of things I want to do, Rick. It was done so beautifully. It really was. There's I. You know what? He'd be able to get endorsement money if the story about him being a fucking sex pest didn't come out. He could still do commercials. He wouldn't have to wrestle again. Well, you can add Ric Flair's list to the long list of athletes that ruined their farewell. You know, Michael Jordan should have gone out game six against the Jazz like that. Make the winning shot for his sixth and his final NBA championship. Instead, his career ended on the bench as a Washington Wizard right here in Philadelphia. 
Muhammad Ali. That was his last game. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. Another one. You know, you want to remember Steve Carlton as a Philly, not as a relief pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. You know, Babe Ruth. Well, I'm glad I don't remember that. So that's that's fine with me. (laughs) So, but my my point is, yeah, you valid point. Yeah, you're. He's just adding to that. I mean. He they the WWE gave him the greatest send off any wrestler has ever gotten, especially a wrestler who wasn't a WWE wrestler. This was given to this was an NWA guy that they went all out for to say goodbye to, and he ruined that by coming back in TNA because of what Foxy was doing, which was rubbing her fingers together. Um, because all that living and high living and stuff like that, if you don't pay your taxes. You have to come back and make an ass out of yourself. And have all this alimony you got to pay off from divorces. Yes. Shit comes back to you. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Karma biting him on his butt, which I've seen way too many times watching TV in a, in, in a major way. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I just pictures this be, this is going to be an utter train wreck. And yeah, the match is going to be a train wreck. The roast is going to be. As badass. Says. Also, depending on who's roasting him, you know it's going to be a lot of people from his generation or like that. And those guys have no filter. Well, they if, have no filter and 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 egos. And again, it'll also depend on who Rick picks because there's yeah. we we're thinking about all the people that could really really give it to him. Yeah, probably won't be there. Mick Foley will really would really give it to him, but he ain't going to be there. Oh yeah. Be very surprised if he was picked to be one of the roast masters. But you guys uh, badass said badass says, are we sure it'll be a roast and not a memorial? Yeah. I mean I, uh, I thank you. Hey, my, I'll take all that respect you used to have for Rick and put it on to Ricky Steamboat. And thank you mm-hmm. for saying no and putting your foot down. Thank you. Sir. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky, because I think they approached him first because, you know, yeah, they're obviously the greatest person he's probably were is is okay. is Steamboat. Here's, here's the second one. Sting, don't you fucking dare. No, but, you know, this whole thing is this ass backwards because he's doing his his last match, his farewell match in Nashville, where Flair has never been featured. It's not an NWA stronghold. It's not one of the places where. Because so it's like extremely obscure and everything. Yeah. Exactly. And the one name I have been hearing about for his last match against Flair is the only other guy that needs the spotlight more than Flair. Hogan. Yeah, propos would be Hogan. Yeah, I heard, I heard the same thing recently. It was going to be Hogan, possibly Hogan. I And another one who's been told physically he should not be yeah. getting in the ring. Yeah. I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Money, money, money. But, money, I, but money, even if that is the key, how much could he possibly get, though? Because it, it, it's a star cast. It's not, this isn't, and it's a one-night thing or a weekend thing. How much could he possibly get? Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to bring him out. Like, yeah. you know. And it, I don't it, know. But like all, he, all, all I'm saying is this is gonna be this is gonna be like Mariah Carey on New Year's Eve all over again. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Wow. That was also awesome. high five. That's a good one. It's gonna be Mariah Carey New Year's Eve all over again. And we're gonna sit here and go, 
That's the last. The, that subject is the last time my mom and I had an actual screaming match. Oh, the Mariah Carey thing was the Mariah. She she started roasting Mariah Carey in my living room, and I actually started. What the who the f- you think you're talking about? And we got into this thing, and <laughs> I got put in my place in front of my wife, and I said, "Got it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Whatever you say. I won't say. I I won't bring up what 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 was said. It wasn't like. Vicious. I didn't say I, I wish you aborted me or something that vicious, but uh, it was like I brought up a point I thought I had, and she had a uh, a fact counterpoint. I was like, oh, well, oh, sorry. My bad. Love mom you, wins. Mom. Yeah, mom wins. Duh. Yes, mom. I only compare that. I compare that to uh, the only time because I would never physically challenge my mom because even though my dad is divorced uh, from her and had a stroke, he would still kill me if I ever touched her. Um, the only comparable one to my dad is the one time I thought I was bad enough to uh, to challenge him, uh, Damien and and uh and and Craig knows the firefighters are in great shape. Uh, well, most of the time, and uh, this guy was dad was in good shape, and this is after his career, but he's still built like a brick shit house. And we, I don't even remember what we were arguing about, but I was seventeen, eighteen. Of course, you don't remember. You woke up hours yeah. later. No, I did wake up hours later. It's better than that. I We were arguing, and I put my hands up. And this is when I, just after first knee surgery, uh, so I was still in good shape, thought I was badass. And I put my hands up. I saw a flash of white light. And I opened my eyes, and I was on my ass on the floor. And Dad said, do you want to get back up? And I said, no, sir. Nope. <laughs> that was it. And that this was the verbal version of that. And it was the same white flash, but it was verbal from mom. I was like, gotcha. This is what, yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, nothing would say wrestling 2022. And I know it, uh, Damien and Foxy and I don't always see eye to eye. In fact, we talked about the thing that we're not going to talk about privately. And I said, listen, I talk a good game, but you guys are vets, so I respect your opinions on things. What do you think about this? And I was like, well, that's a fair point, Damien. I think we could all agree on this, uh, more so Foxy. If anything says wrestling 2022, it would be a Hulk Hogan fucking Ric Flair rematch. You know, Dude, Rick. right? Jesus Christ. How, how do you, uh, how do you uh, sum up the shit show of the past two years of uh, the Rick, world? Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan rematch in their goddamn 70s. That's how you do it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your nerd news of the month. Thank you. Can I can I add one more thing on our outro, and I'll throw it right sure. to Craig and I. Sure. I just want to let all all the Ghostbusters fans know that the next release. By the way, Ghostbusters came back out in 1984 too, Craig. That's why it's my favorite year, Dan. Um, just name this episode 1984. Yes. All right, I will. Like, um, 80, 84 was the best year. 1984 yeah. was the best year. It was indeed. I was three. Uh, I, I was one. Don't need to know I, anyone's age. I was okay. And probably in these same pigtails. Um, I was, I was in pit. Last Monday, I was in pigtails for about six seconds before he cut it all off. <laughs> and I didn't get a picture, and I'm very upset about that. I was one. Um, you were watching Scarface, and I was probably. Just, I don't know. I was already I was, wrestling. I was still in a diaper. I, I was, was shitting my diapers. Uh, anyway, to make Phil, Craig uh, feel uh, sometimes. Uh, 
Um, I just want to let everybody know who's Ghostbusters fan that uh, it hasn't been officially announced, but it has been leaked that the next release from uh, Hasbro Plasma, the Plasma series, is going to be Ghostbusters Selfie, which means you can be created as a Ghostbuster action figure. They will put your face and your likeness in a... Well, it's Ghostbusters... (laughs) <laughs> Matt says nobody likes Ghostbusters. You nerd. Yeah, you saw the movie with me twice. Shut your mouth. Um, Ghostbusters, Star Wars. Tra- uh, I forgot the other stuff, but all of these franchises are going to have selfie figures, and it's going to be your. You didn't see it, ironically, you lying bastard. Uh, they're going to put your likeness on an action figure, a highly uh, not a highly detailed, but a very well detailed action figure. And what's the, what, what, what is that going to run a person, though? No idea. The price has not been released yet, but I'm assuming, and, and I will tell you this, it's going to be in the hundreds. I don't give a shit. It will be happening, and I will be thinner than I am in real life. Yes, badass Star Wars as well. I knew I'd have your attention. <laughs> so, look I for Dan... Want- I, what I would love, honestly, is, is from my wrestling days, I picked one, like, whatever era or whatever like that. I want a 1980s LJN style of my, like, wrestling Oh, wrestling figure? Yeah, but, Dan no, but I want, like, a 1980s LJN style one. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Which, yeah. fun fact, that was actually an accident they wound up that way. Like this? The, 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 the non-pausable figures was an accident by LJN. What happened was is they were supposed to be smaller and movable. They took uh the prototypes which were the rubber ones the way they were to wherever they were going to you know to where they were pitching to to get the finances behind it and those were only the prototypes and they were like we love it. Market them. And they're like but these aren't no we love them. They're like no, we love this. This is this is soy right here. So what they released was originally just the prototype that was not supposed to be WWF's first toy. But apparently the, the look was loved and they released it as is. Oh, well, well, gonna... for me. My Barbie had a date. I mean. Could she date, Piper? Hogan. She dated Hogan. The one that we had. Sorry. The, the uh, we had. The, the residuals that Jesse Ventura got from the sales of his LJN figure Paid for his Porsche Carrera. Wow. He he told he told the story over and over again in every talk show he went to that he held up his doll and everyone laughed and said, "Go ahead and laugh, but this paid for my Porsche." Bye, Dan. The selfie line will consist of Power Rangers, Lightning, Marvel Legends, GI Joe Classified, Ghostbusters Plasma, Star Wars Black Series, and the price. I don't have the price. Oh, I'm, still I'm no telling, price point. Still no price. No, point. no price point. Like I said, it was a. It was a. It was a leak. Yeah. It was a leak. Wow. I will tell you, I don't give a shit. And Badash said, I don't care how much Jedi Ashton Ashton is coming. If I had a penis, it would be erect right now. Well, I do, and it is. So thank you, Badash. Um, well, gentlemen, it's for, and ladies, uh, it's for a different reason, Craig. It is for a different reason, Dan. <laughs> and uh, as long as we're talking about how old people are and how young you all were in 1984, uh, I want to take this final segment of 
uh, Nerd Herders, to wish someone a happy birthday who's older than all of us uh, a happy uh, 93rd birthday to the great Sir Ian McKellen. Thank you, sir, for your contributions to the world of acting and the world of pop culture um, to your full name, uh, Gandalf Magneto. Amber's using her magical powers and teleporting you in and out of space. I know. She has the power of time and space, and I'm trying to... Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Yes, there she is. Uh, and also, uh, Star Wars opened 45 years ago today in only 32 theaters nationwide. Wow. My, how the mighty have fallen. Yes, if only something could have been done about that tiny... Industry. Are you kidding me? Uh, our oldest son, whose birthday just passed, just got the, uh, the new Lego one. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! He says the best one out of all the Lego games in terms of Star Wars. They've I've been they've I've, been I've loving it. They have been it. loving it. And apparently, too, the titles per chapters are all pop culture based, uh, as you had mentioned. Before. Yeah, uh, one of them was uh, Tuskins and Dragons. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja something. Something. Yeah, yeah. it was like they're all pop culture related. Okay. But yeah, he said he. These two have been in, like we could hear them from time to time. Like they're enjoying the hell out of this game. And I asked my son on the way home, I said, because I love we always love the Lego games here. And so I was like, How is the new Star Wars one? Because I don't have it yet. He's got it. He's like, Oh my god, he goes, This is by far the best one out of all of them. He's like, This is like the best because they they totally redesigned how to do the game and everything, and highly, <laughs> highly loving it. Perfect. Perfect for the debut of Obi-Wan Kenobi this Friday on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Hello there. Plug, plug, plug. Okay, I can see by the old uh, clock on the phone that uh, it is time for us to depart. So I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners for uh, for uh, letting us come onto your t or your computer screen, wherever it is you're hearing and seeing us, and letting us spend our evening with you. We will be back uh, this time next month. Uh, at the end of uh, the last week in June, at the end of the year of our Lord 2022, with more nerd news, uh, more arguments, and more uh, confirmation of how old we were in different part, parts of um, the last century. So uh, till then, hopefully uh, we'll all have, uh, maybe Fox will have a different hair color. Uh, she'll tell us all about her uh, wrestling exploits now that she's on her redemption tour. Don't call it a comeback. She's been, been here for years. years. Ah, see what I did there? That's, it's cohesion that we have always like that. So uh, for all the Jericho-holics out there, uh, <laughs> namely, uh, <laughs> before we lose Dan altogether, you guys are my nerd herders. Uh, yep. I love you. Love you. You're our nerds. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next month. Have a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. I go, bye. I go, I go sleepy. <laughs>